0: Hey good evening everybody. Pastor John here. Day 40. Day 40. Yay, day 40 of 50 days of preparation. I don't know, I just feel like it's like it's we're doing something. I just feel like it's really cool. Day 40. So, I hope you've had a really good day. Um and and tonight's going to be going to be good. I was praying about how much to share I've got, you know, all these little rabbits and things I want to chase it's interesting about this part of Exodus or this part of Deuteronomy or this part in Isaiah or whatever and and um and so I've just been really praying okay God help me as we as we come to day 40 and um uh and then and and really starting uh, tomorrow is going to be a bonus day uh because we had that one day uh that One one day the computer didn't work, so tomorrow's a bonus day. Sarah is going to be teaching tomorrow night at 7, and once you hear her, you're done with me, I promise you. She's an incredible teacher. She'll be teaching tomorrow night at 7 p.m. as a bonus day. And then uh, on Wednesday, which is the 20th, uh, Wednesday is day 41, but it will actually be day one of our 10 days of prayer, and we'll even talk about fasting uh, leading up to uh, Pentecost Sunday. And so what's going to happen is Sarah's going to teach tomorrow as a bonus day, and, and then um, what wound up happening is on, on at 7 p.m. Wednesday night, May 20th, uh, with this Wednesday night, we're going to start uh, day forty-one, which is our first day of the ten days of prayer and fasting, right here at church. I'm still going to do a Facebook Live, uh, but we're going to have a worship team, and we're going to we're going to come, and I'm going to teach, and and then we're going to get into a time of of prayer together, and we're going to follow all the guidelines. We've got the sanctuary set up and and things set up to where we're spaced out, and um and and so just come and come ready. There'll be no childcare, but come. And then what will happen is uh, on the 20th, the 21st, the 22nd, 23rd, all the way out through that Friday Friday night, the 29th, I believe it is, all the way through those 10 days, every night we're going to do the same thing. We're going to come, have a time of teaching, worship, and prayer. And, and come on out and pray. Again, no childcare, but come on out. We'd love to be here and pray with you face-to-face. And... um and for those who are not able to make it, you know, we'll still do the Facebook Live on that. And then May 31st will be the first Sunday that we have a comeback service. And there's a uh, uh, there's like a survey. We're trying to figure out how best to serve people. And so on our Facebook page, I think it's on our Facebook page. If, if not, it will be really soon. But there's a uh, um uh, a link, like a survey, you can fill out. We want one for every household, so please go look at that survey and fill that out about our comeback survey and and what it looks like to come back. Uh, when you go to the questions, you just click on it, and there's a drop-down selection for answers that you can click on to help us understand how best to serve everybody. So with that in mind, we're going to pray. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for your word and for your life. You reign, God. You reign and you are good. And we just honor you. We bless you. We thank you for your word. And we pray that you help us tonight to hear, understand, and obey in Jesus' mighty name. Um, tonight, I want to talk to you about, uh, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4. It's where we're going to be in a few minutes. Mark chapter 4. We're going to look at two quick scriptures. Uh, Mark 4, one of them is in Mark 4. The other one is in Luke 8. Uh, And as I was praying about, man, we're on day 40 and we're about to transition into prayer. And when we we transition into prayer, we're going to be praying with a perspective from the promised land. So that's what our 10 days of prayer are going to, we're going to be going into Pentecost, believing and praying into Pentecost and unpacking what that means and what that looks like but we're praying with a promised land perspective. We don't pray with a beggar's perspective. We don't pray with an Egypt perspective. We pray with a promised land perspective. Um, And, and, we know that everything in the kingdom of God is by grace through faith. We've unpacked that. We've talked about that. We've talked about faith confessions and grace confessions and, and how those work and apply and, and the, the I am and the I have and the I can and the I will statements. Well, all those, you can just continue to apply them to everything that we're teaching. And tonight, I kind of want to look and summarize some things and, and, and talk about being a, having, living a faith-filled life. We know we've talked a little bit about what it means to live a spirit-filled life, and we'll talk more about spirit-filled prayer and spirit-filled praise and spirit-filled living in, in, as we get into the prayer. But tonight I want to talk to you about living a faith-filled life, a life filled with God's faith. That's what the promised land is all about. A life of you living that increase of faith and, and and faith always gives you access to grace. So faith is huge. Jesus prayed that your faith over Peter, and I believe he's praying over the church, that our faith would not fail. We have to have unfailing faith. It is so important. The enemy, if he can't keep you from being saved, if the enemy can't keep you in Egypt, then the whole rest of the journey, he's trying to take your faith. That's what he's trying to do, trying to take your faith. And so your faith cannot fail because your faith is your access to grace and the release of what God's grace can accomplish in your life. And so real quick, let me just remind you that Egypt, as we talked about, Egypt is a place coming out of Egypt is where your faith is born. It's where your faith is is. Um, Begins. This is where your journey and walk of faith begins. And then as you go through the wilderness, and we talked about all the aspects of the wilderness of, of knowing the word and knowing the, the, the scriptures and the power of God, having a Shema heart, learning to learning to feed on that manna, learning that he is our master, and knowing that he's called us for a mission, and that he didn't just save us from something, he saved us for something. And and so That the wilderness is the place where our faith is developed and established. The foundation of our faith is laid through the wilderness where we we make that our lifestyle is formed by we are we are people that live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. We're faith filled people. We're we're people that that trust him and don't test him. And we're people that will live to worship him and serve him only. Not my will be done, but your will be done. And so uh, coming out of Egypt is where our faith is born and our journey of faith uh, begins. Going through the wilderness is where our faith is developed and grown. The foundations are laid and coming into the promised land, man, we come into the promised land. That means we have a functional faith. That means we we are not just we don't just have faith. We're living by faith. and And so the promised land is the place where we where we function, you know, in faith. And I'm trying to find a marker because what I want to show you is when we come into the promised land, we don't receive all the promised land at once. There's many aspects to the promised land that, that you know, we'll maybe unpack later. I don't, I don't know how, but many, many uh, aspects of living in the promised land were, were in, in Exodus. He, he, he talked about that it's little by little. The process of possessing the promised land is little by little. So they had Jericho, and then they went to other cities, and, and, and so it's little by little. We begin to possess the land as our faith is functioning. God brings us. God begins our faith here, develops our faith. He brings us out. He brings us up to be people of faith. And as he's bringing us in, we're in a good, large land, a land where we're free to walk in all that God has has blessed us with a land to sow and to reap and to to. You know, we're free to function in faith and all that God has for us to walk out the calling of our life. We're more than conquerors. And, and little by little, we begin to possess more and more of the land. Little by little we're, we we are we are maturing and continually maturing in our ministry and mission for Christ fulfilling the great commandment and fulfilling the great commission. And in the promised land, we're not driving out people. We're driving out the enemy that is blinding people. And we're coming to share the gospel of Christ and the gospel of his kingdom uh, in, in the earth so that people will be saved, healed, delivered and set free. And and so so that process is little by little. It doesn't happen all at once. We couldn't handle it if it happened all at once. So he matures us and grows us in this process. And and that's what faith filled living is about. We we keep living by faith and increasing by faith. And and we keep growing in faith and possessing more and more of of what God has for us. And so by the time we leave this earth, we want to walk in all of our God given promised land. We never want to take uh, things that are not ours in the sense of trying to put ourselves in ministry or us have a definition of success that God has not uh, authorized for our life. We all have a sphere of influence and a, and a measure that God has given us. And so we want to just walk in that and serve the Lord that we can. Say what Moses and, and you know, Joshua had said about uh, what it said about their lives at the end of their lives, that we're servants of the Lord. We're sons who serve the Lord. And so then when, you, when you, your faith begins to move from functional to dysfunctional, that's when, you, that's when you come down to Babylon. That's when you come down to confusion. And Babylon is not the place where you lose your salvation. Babylon is not... Egypt and Babylon is not the wilderness. The wilderness is where your faith is being developed. But then you start walking in the ministry that God has for you, the the calling that He has for you. Whatever your occupation is, you're a secret kingdom agent of God. You know, like a Jason born for the kingdom. I just love Jason born stuff. Um, but as you're you're walking that out for God, if you begin to get dysfunctional in your faith and get sidetracked in your faith, you fall from grace. Falling from grace. Uh, it, it coming in and falling into confusion basically means uh, you fall back to a function of, of faith that is really dysfunctional and falling from grace means you either fall back into works where instead of, instead of having a faith that works, you're now working instead of trusting in, instead of doing it by faith and you're trusting your own performance and your own strength and your own effort and, or you fall into sin. It's basically falling back to Babylon as you begin to operate in a mindset back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what falling from grace is. You you begin to function back in a mindset of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which my understanding of that, the the two-sided coin of that tree is there's nothing good about the knowledge of good and evil. There's nothing good about that. The good side is falling from grace which means self righteousness. You're earning it. You're performing. You're working, and and we call it good. And we say, oh, that person's a good guy, or that person. And and we we measure ourselves by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But no, he saved us from that. The the evil side of the knowledge of good and evil is someone that that a Christian that believes, oh, God's grace is there, so so I can go ahead and sin if I want to. <laughs> So either way, you're falling from grace. You're falling from grace either into the good side, which is self-righteousness, or, or you're falling into the evil side, which is just straight up unrighteousness, living in sin, thinking God's grace just it's just going to continue to cover you and all that kind of stuff. But th- that's confusion. That's what Babylon means, confusion. You're living in confusion. You've fallen from your assignment. You've fallen from your ministry. And your faith has become uh, distorted or dysfunctional. And what it needs to happen is you need to come back to a faith that gives you access to grace. A grace that empowers you to obedience, empowers you for truth. So you can come back and start possessing more land. You know, I don't know what your land looks like. Me, me possessing my land is, you know, we need to come into a season for me of, of growing people and planting churches and building people. And, and, and for some of you, it's planting businesses and being an entrepreneur and, and not doing it for money. Doing it for God, doing it for the kingdom, doing it for your master. And if you have the right master, money makes a terrible master, a great tool, but a terrible master. But when God is your master and you're living for his purpose, he'll begin to he'll begin to help you and show you how you possess your land. But if you want to possess your land, you're going to have to be faith filled. That means you're going to have to pass the hearing test. And I want to give you a quick hearing test tonight. Um, And so what I mean by that is look in Mark chapter four. To live a faith-filled life, to live, a, to live a, a faith-filled life, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 17 says that faith, if we don't have faith, we can get it. Faith comes by hearing, but, but faith continues. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but a faith-filled life is someone who can pass the hearing test. And so you can experience God's best for your life if, if you pass the hearing test. And so uh, Mark chapter four, uh, let's look in verse, um, let's look in verse 23. Uh, Jesus has just given this amazing parable about the kingdom. and, And verse 23 says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, uh, more will be given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, meaning does not have ears to hear, even what he does have, the little bit he has heard, will be taken away from him. Now, by the way, that's not saying that God's going to take it away from you. The enemy is the one who's going to take it away from you. But God is just telling you, if you don't have ears to hear, the enemy is going to take from you. He just explained in the parable before, who takes the word from you? It's the thief. It's the enemy. So God's not saying, if you don't do well, I'm going to take my word from you. He's telling you there is an enemy who's going to come take the seed of God's word from your life if you let him. So, So then look over in Luke 8. Luke 8, um, verse. we'll just just look at verse 18. He's teaching about revelation, about the lamp, and about revelation. It's really, really cool teaching, but we don't have time for all that. Look at verse 18. Therefore, take heed. Take heed, the phrasing take heed is like be responsible. Take ownership of this. Take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. So the two questions of the hearing test is what you hear and how you hear it. And I made little notes of this. When you study out the word what and study out the word how, what you hear speaks to who you choose to listen to. Because what you hear uh, is, is determined by who it's coming from, who you're listening to. So what you hear is who you're listening to. It should be God and his word should be first place. That's what a Shema heart is being established with having a great commandment. And that Shema heart of Deut- Deuteronomy 6 that we talked about, that I live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is written. It, and so we, we have that, that thing that we don't go to God last. We go to him first. And we have a hearing heart. Uh, The second thing that the what question has of of these two scriptures show us, take heed what you hear, but also take heed how you hear. So the what you hear determines, number one, who you're listening to. Because what you're listening to comes from a person. Every word comes from a person. And you need to trace it all the way back. Is it from God? Is it life-giving? And is it from God or is it not? The second thing is why, why we listen to it. So when when you look at that word, what, and it says, take heed to what you listen to it in that word. It implies um, who you're listening to and it implies the motive. Why do you listen to it? Do you listen to God's word? Do you come to God's word because you're fearful it's a fear-based thing. You feel like, man, if I don't do my chore, if I don't read the Bible, God's going to be mad at me. Pastor John's going to be mad at me. Someone's going to be mad at me. So I got to go to church. I got to give tithes. I got to do this. That's the wrong motivation. And that's where the enemy will come in and take from you because you're not, you're not passing the test. You're not having a faith-filled life if you're having a fear-filled motive to the word of God. So it's got to be a a faith-filled life by saying, I know who I'm going to listen to. I'm going to listen to God. So my what determines my my taking heed to what I listen to means, who's that word coming from? It's not just what's being said, it's it's who said it. Whose word is that? And I want to feed on God's word. And then it's why. So the right motive, the why is because It's life to me. Jesus said the words I speak to you are spirit and life. They are life to me. They're life and healing to my flesh. They're strength to my bones. That man lives by every word that proceeds. That means the proceeding, the present tense word of God. It's not just talking about God's word. It's talking about God's voice. It's talking about God's voice. And the second aspect of not just what you hear, that's the first question of the test. But the hearing test also has that other part. The other question is how you hear. Take heed, how you hear. Total different Greek word. And that Greek word for how implies this. It's um, in, in what way do you hear? In what way? Like like how are you hearing? In what way are you hearing? Which can speak to how often, like how often the frequency it speaks to the intensity of like, how do you hear? Are you halfway hearing or are you hearing with a full heart and a full mind? And it also speaks to how much. How much are you getting? How much, How you know, and, and so... Those things all, you know, put together, and in my opinion, uh, I wrote down three things that I think we can learn about this hearing test of taking heed what you hear and taking heed how you hear it, because hearing is so key to a faith filled life. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, three things I want to show you that we can learn about this hearing test, and how to have a faith-filled life. And the first is, is what you hear is your choice. You choose what you hear. And matter of fact, you choose the value of what, of what you hear, what it will mean to you. You choose the value of every word that comes into your mind and into your heart. And I think in Job, there's a verse in Job, um, I don't know if I wrote this down. I think it's Job chapter twelve. There's a verse in Job that says, "Is is not the is not the the ears, uh, you know, to the heart like the tongue, to the to the stomach." So so it, it's making this comparison of of our ears taste what we hear to determine if it's good, just like our tongue tastes what we eat. And so when you determine what you're going to hear. It's your choice. That's why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It's actually talking about hearing. So your hearing has taste buds. Does that taste like the Lord? Does that, does that sound like the Lord? Is that true? So I always, I, we always have to test what we believe is God's voice, whether it's an impression Whether it's a voice, I don't care if it's a voice that comes just straight from heaven out of the sky or if it's a dream that you have or what somebody else tells you. If it's what I tell you as your preacher, you need to test the voice of God according to the word of God. You need to test it because God's voice and his word will always agree. It may be a creative agreement, but it always agrees. And we got to taste and see that he is good. So the first thing that we have, you have to understand is you choose. The choice is yours. What you hear is your choice. You choose every day what you hear. You choose what to turn radio station. You, you, you choose the, free, the station and the frequency of what you're going to listen to. And you may say, oh, no, it's people just say, well, you can choose. You know, if you don't like what somebody's saying, you know, you can't choose to, you know, stop them from talking. What they're saying is not your choice, but your proximity to it is your choice. You can say, no, thank you. I'm going to go on somewhere else. So you choose what you hear. The, the, the second thing, uh, well, in that, I want you to understand that, that he says in John 10 that my sheep know my voice. So you can hear God. You can hear God. The enemy will lie to you and say you can't. But if you're struggling with hearing God and you're never reading the word, well, that's part of it. I always come to the Word of God to to help position my heart to hear His voice. I always come to the Word of God. It's key, it's central. We gotta be people of the Word if we're gonna be people of His voice. And and so um, the second thing is this how you hear is your choice. How you hear is your choice. Uh, We choose the measure. He used that word measure, which is metron, which is the the measure that we use. See, we choose the measure. We choose how we hear, but we choose the measure that God will use in our life. I'm going to say that one more time so you get it. We choose the measure that God will use to return things back into our life. If we have ears to hear and we have a functioning faith that we're hungry and we're seeking the Lord and we're growing, God will take whatever measure we use when it comes to seeking him and hearing him. Whatever measure we use, that's the same measure he uses to fill that word back into our life and work it out through our life. And so so. It's your choice. We have a choice in, 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 in hearing. The choice is, is ours. And so what that means is we got to choose, you know, not only what we hear, which should be God's word, God's word, God's word in the form of you. Uh, and, and this is how, we, what do we choose? God's word. So how do we, how do we hear? Well, by reading, by reading. Well, I just don't like reading the Bible. Well, you need to get over that. You need to grow up. You need to grow up. You can even put it on your your phone and let it read to you, but you it can read. Let the app read the word out loud and you just follow and read along. But you still need to read. Well, Pastor John, I just I'm just not a real reader. Well, it's time for you to grow up. If you want to have a faith filled life and and possess your promise, land, you better read and you better you better learn how to hear. And there might be creative ways that God will show you how to hear. But have that book open and begin to to hear out loud, even if you're playing a CD or, or have it on the app. Let it let it play. And you you hear by reading the word every day, reading the word by listening to teaching like this. Fifty days of preparation and tons of other teachings you can go to. This generation has so many options and you need to listen to teachings all the time. Don't just listen to praise music. Don't just listen to praise music all the time. You can have time for that, but make sure you're listening to the teaching of God's word. And you should have a pastor and you should have a church home. Because God God wants you to hear his voice that your good shepherd has given you shepherds. And you need to be under the sound of your shepherd, not under the control of your shepherd, but under the sound of your shepherd, because your shepherd, when he's speaking God's word, should fill you and feed you. And if not, you need to go find the new shepherd. And and so what ends up happening is. Uh It's your choice in what you hear. It's your choice in how you hear. And whatever, and that choice is the frequency of it means every day we need to be hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God. We need to be in in relationship and fellowship and discipleship with other believers, talking about what God is saying to us, listening to what God is saying to them, helping one another, encourage one another uh, about the Word of God, about what God is saying to us. It's a great question to ask somebody. Hey, tell me what God is saying to you. uh, Well, uh, uh, that's not a faith filled person right there. We ought to be able to say, here's what God is saying to me. And here's the verses that he's using to speak from. See, we got to grow up. We got to grow up. And sometimes in ministry or in life, you get successful, you stop reading the word, you stop listening to God's word. That's what's going to cause you to fall to Babylon. But what's going to cause you to come back to the ministry God's called you to and to the, the grace that he's given in your life is getting back to the word. You come back to God word first, hearing first. And so you choose what you hear. You choose what you hear. You need to choose what you need to stop listening to and what you need to start listening to, which is God's word. And how you do it by by podcast, vodcast, whatever they call the things and and reading and hearing, being in Bible study, you know, changing your habits to align up with a hearing heart and just making that decision to sow God's word, you know, into your heart. And then the last thing I want to show you is this: that your choice in hearing will either bring increase or decrease. See, the same measure that you use is what God the measure you choose is the measure God uses, but you're the one that determines it. Your amount of faith, you have you, are you hungry? Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you coming to God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, saying, God, let it be done unto me according to your word? God, I'm seeking you first, or are you seeking God last? God, bail me out of this one. God, bail me out of this one. And God, here, I'll 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 flip through my Bible I'll and just pick a verse and God make, you know, it that's not how it works. That's not the faith-filled life. That's a foolish life. A faith-filled life is you choose what you hear. A faithful life is you choose how you hear. And what happens is to him who has a hearing heart, more is going to be given to him. Increase faith to faith to faith, from glory to glory to glory. It's increase, the increase of faith. That's what's going to happen. So you got to start, you got to start. And for some of you, it's coming into the wilderness to establish a lifestyle of faith so that you have a functional faith, choosing what you hear, choosing how you hear it, being a person of the word, being in relationship with people of the word, so that your life and the decisions of your life are based out of the word of God and not based out of your emotions, not based out of what you know Pookie and them are doing but based out of what God is saying and doing in your life. And that takes a lifestyle of daily being with God. It takes a lifestyle of it. And so the thing I want to, to speak to you is, if you have a lifestyle of faith and you're going from faith to faith to faith and glory to glory to glory, there'll be testing and there'll be trials and there'll be battles in the promised land. But you got to hold fast to your confession you got to hold fast to what God has said to you. you got to keep hearing. you got to keep choosing what you hear. You have to keep choosing how you hear. Do not let circumstances cause you to sidetrack what you hear or sidetrack how you hear. Difficult things happen. Painful things happen. Battles happen. But you have a choice. You have a choice. I don't care what anybody else chooses. You have a choice. And if you're going to have promised land living and you're going to walk in a faith-filled life with everything God has for you, for your family, for your church, for your ministry, for your business, for your city, for the region, for what God has called you to do, you going to take faith because everything is by grace through faith. And if you, so you start small and you start being faithful. Read one verse every day, meditate it, read it well, get it down in your heart. Start feeding and reading on God's word, faith to faith, glory to glory. He'll increase your life. And he who has ears to hear, he who has revelation from God, more will be given to him. But he who he who begins to decrease and fall back, he who begins to decrease and fall back, he who, who's not faithful with the word of God even here, you're going to end up dying in the wilderness. And you're going to go to heaven, but you're not going to fulfill heaven on earth. You're going to end up dying in Babylon. And you're, you're, you're going to go to heaven if you're truly saved. But you're not going to be able to fulfill all your ministry. I want, I want my life, I want to fulfill when my assignment is done. When my promised land is full. When it's full. When it's full, I want to say I fought the fight. I've run the race, and I've had a faith-filled life and a hearing heart, a shema heart before God. And he gave me more and more and more and more and more. But if you shrink back and get sidetracked, what's going to happen is what you do have will be taken from you and you'll be in confusion, and you won't know if God's speaking to you or you're speaking to you. Is the devil speaking to you? Is God real? You start having all these questions instead of answers. So let's be people, have a faith-filled life by the word of God and by the spirit of God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone watching. I pray that I thank you that you've given us ears to hear. I thank you that you've given us a a Shema heart, God. And we choose to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. We choose to daily put manna into our mouth, put your word into our mouth, put your word into our heart to have a listening heart before you, God. So we live by your voice. And we thank you God, that as we choose, as we choose what we hear and we choose how we hear, we pass the hearing test and you increase us and you strengthen us and you work your word through us in Jesus name. Amen. Love you. Uh, Sarah will be teaching tomorrow at seven and then Wednesday uh, we'll be here at church, 7 p.m and we're also for the prayer service and we'll also be uh, streaming that live. love you. Uh, See y'all tomorrow at 7.